no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. We are a Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we will break down the Bears' Week 15 opponent with our special guest, Justin Bresky from Bless the Needs, a Vikings podcast, and much more. Hey, Dub, man. How you doing, man? Doing well, Press. How are you? Man, I'm still, I'm still hungover from Victory Monday, man. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling good over here, bro. Good vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Looking pretty good. Well, man, without further ado, man, like you said, we got a a special guest here on on the pod today. Justin from the Blessed Knees podcast. Justin, talk to him. How you doing, brother? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. Absolutely, man. So, hey, give a little plug for your podcast. Tell our audience how they can find you on Twitter land. And, yeah, we'll jump into it, man. All right. So, yeah, thanks for giving me the time to, uh, to plug myself here. So, so my name is Justin Bresky uh, from Bless the Knees podcast. Uh, we just started up this year, so we're we're still getting things up and running, but uh, but we like where we're going. So follow us on Twitter at Bless the Knees B three, and you'll find all the uh, the necessary Vikings content, uh, memes, and anything else that we can come up with, uh, including any sort of uh, frustrating uh, special teams misery that we typically <laughs> get uh, pretty much on a weekly basis. So. <laughs> that's awesome and, and i will attest to this because i listened to a couple of their uh t- their shows these guys are funny man that's, and that's why we wanted to have justin on today i was like they bring humor to it as well i mean because when you're talking about these type of teams that we have justin you have to have humor or nobody's listening to you talk shit you know <laughs> yeah exactly exactly you gotta laugh about the bad things otherwise you're just gonna be in for a horrible fan experience so <laughs> <laughs> you are that, absolutely right about that what you say <laughs> i said it makes sense <laughs> i mean let's let's be honest i mean so we're catching the vikings i think at a, a really good time right because they lost uh, on sunday mm-hmm. uh, i'm not gonna go into the details of that with you justin but that was a tough loss, man. I mean, when I uh, when I was looking at that game on the replay of it, and that first quarter, it looked like you guys kind of had things pretty much in play. And this is just that down the stretch and rest of the game. I mean, you guys had all those missed field goals and the penalty on that Hail Mary. I'm like, dude, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it was seriously one of those games where, like, where when you're when you think about the game of football, like you would think that by watching it that the Vikings would be up by probably like two, maybe three scores just by like the, the way that the, the game flow was going. But like you said, just with those special teams mishaps and, and just, uh, I mean, I, I can always be a homer and say there were some bad calls here and there, but, but yeah, it just was like, when you're looking at it, we had the ball for almost 40 minutes over the game compared to 20. And, and they were, they obviously, they beat us by like dang near 10 points. So yeah, that, that was tough, man. That was tough. And, and A-Dub and I can attest to some tough losses because 
You know, that Lions game, that one still kind of sticks with me oh, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one sucked. I felt so bad for you guys because, like, yeah, that was just a tough fumble at the end there. And I just was like, oh, no, this isn't going to be how it's going to happen, is it? Yeah, man, that, 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 that was tough. And if, and if our listeners, I mean, they, they got a pretty raw, rare uh, insight into our thoughts about that game because we pretty much went we went after everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no one was safe, Justin. Some, dude, right. some, sometimes you just got to go all in, and, and I could definitely attest to that. So <laughs> those first five weeks of the season, man, we were there. We were there, that's for sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but to, but to your point, though, I mean, when you look at it, yeah, you guys did kind of start off rocky, but what you guys did do is you played to your strengths, right? You guys pound the ball to Dalvin Cook. Um, and to me, when we played you guys the, the first time, you know, we were basically playing you guys without David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles was our starting quarterback. You guys lit him up, and basically they stretched him off the field. Um, but we were a different team when you guys played us last time at Soldier Field, right? That was the game because A-Dub brought it up on our preview pod the first time that Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football was like a, you know, (laughs) what was it, 0-9, 0-10? Yeah, it was 0-9 at the time, yeah. Yeah, and luckily for, you know, Kirk Cousins, he played the Bears when we were, you know, playing like shit during that period, and he got his first W. With that being said, though, what are you kind of seeing just, I guess, in addition, not only just your season, but what have you seen since that Bears game uh, about your team and just anything that you wanted to kind of tell our audience? Well, yeah, it's actually really funny. Um, so when you when you were mentioning that it was a different Bears team, I literally had that written down on my sheet here because I was just looking at the differences between this game and, and this game coming up on Sunday. And like you said, you guys are going to have David Montgomery, which, you know, looking back to uh, our matchup before, you know, Cordero Patterson was your leading rusher. That's going to be a big difference, especially because David Montgomery is coming off, you know, a really good stretch of games here. But also, I mean, I haven't always been the biggest Nick Foles person. So I, when, when I saw that you guys were playing him, I wasn't, I felt pretty confident about the game, uh, the, our last game that we played. But Trubisky has always played very well against Minnesota. Just I feel like he, you know, with just with his mobility and his ability to stretch uh, stretch those plays out, uh, he's he's been very successful on that. So I would say like my confidence level from the last game to this one, like I felt a lot more confident going in, especially just with some of the injuries that we have to Eric Kendricks and a couple other players on our team that that are definitely going to show up on the field on Sunday. Yeah, no, and, that, and that's a good point, man. Because um, the, for the last three seasons, I mean, before it falls shit the bed. Um, we've basically beat you guys every game, you know? Yes. Yep. Uh, and so I'm hoping that we can kind of get back to that, that winning formula. Um, so with your season, you know, how are you feeling about this? I mean, Dalvin cook, even though um, in that bears game, we limited him the last three, uh, four games, he's went over a hundred yards. What are you kind of feeling about you guys' game plan? And what are you kind of thinking going into Sunday's game? Uh, very much. Like you said, I think, you know, we're always trying to establish the run because, um, you know, to be honest, which has kind of been our problem for the past couple of years, just been our pass protection. So if we can, if we can run the game through Dalvin cook, not only through gaining those yards on the ground, but establishing that play action, that's just kind of our bread and butter. Um, so I think, you know, establishing the run and, and trying to, um, you know, I, I mean, I would consider the last game that Dalvin cook had against, against Chicago a success only because that you guys have a really good defense. And I was surprised, you know, even though he had, I think it was like 36 touches on the day right. that he was like able to get over a hundred. Like I considered that a win because against that defense, it's, it's tough. It's tough sledding. And I think the only reason why we got there was because Akeem Hicks went out 
uh, you know, he, he came out towards the end of the game there. And, and so yep. I think, you know, he's kind of the X factor, I think with that, with that defensive line, obviously, I mean, Khalil Mack is a whole other story, you know, he's a beast, but, um, Akeem Hicks is kind of that man in the middle that, uh, with our weak guards is going to be, it's going to be really tough to, to overcome that. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because that was something that we talked about in our uh, recap uh, after that Vikings game, basically saying that that defensive line and the defense, it lost a little bit of its juice when uh, Hakeem went out with that hamstring injury. Even though we did hold Cook down, I did start, saw that the Vikings started to try to take advantage of him being out of there. They started running up that A-gap a little bit more. Um, and so to your point, you're, you're, you're right that, you know, uh, Cooks did have a, you know, he had a decent game. But I feel like he earned every one of those yards in that ball game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to. That's for sure. A-Dub, did you have any thoughts uh, on, on uh, some of the stuff that you may have seen with the Vikings? No, I think you all hit, hit some good things on the head. I, one thing I would add to that standpoint was that um, that play action is something that you guys really utilize a lot. Cook's really, you know, is, is the engine behind what you all do. So mm-hmm. if he gets going, that's good for um, for the quarterback. And I've seen it happen play at times at the time that, when there's a play action fake, right? People bite on that. And that's caused you all to get some big plays. It caused your wide receivers to be more effective. But speaking of your wide receivers, you guys got two great ones. I mean, Jefferson and Thielen, those two guys, man. Whoa, are whoa, 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 whoa. We, 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 you take that great off of that shit, bro. We'll say, we'll say good. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 look. <laughs> Sorry, man. Hey, 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 hey Justin. Hey. You see here, it's still competition going on, man. So I'm sorry for calling you guys great. I'll say good. <laughs> no, you. you know, real got to recognize real. You know, I'll, I'll say, uh, you know, Allen Robinson is is looked incredible this year. You know, considering the quarterback play for you guys, it's he's put up some damn good some damn good numbers. So. Oh yeah, man. We're, we're huge. Uh, a Rob stands on this podcast. We, we still, even though our fan base kind of turned on them a little bit, we still on that extend a Rob, uh, campaign over here. Uh, oh, nope. yeah, you got to pay that man. You, if you let them go out the building, man, I, I don't know what to say about you guys. So, <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you one thing, Justin, uh, you probably feel the same way we feel, but we have a lot of issues in our front office situation yeah. here in Chicago. So <laughs> <laughs> nothing would surprise me is all I would say. <laughs> right. <laughs> The one thing that I, when I looked at this last matchup, and I wanted to kind of open this up for both of you guys to kind of touch on. So in the last matchup, when the Bears faced the Vikings, that Vikings defense was a defense that was giving up close to almost 400 yards, if I remember, per game, right? Our offense came in and pretty much did nothing. I think we probably had less than 150 for the game, and that was the game where our special teams outscored the offense, mm-hmm. and we had negative yards in that third quarter of that ball game. So wanted to kind of get your thoughts um, as you guys are kind of looking ahead, because Justin touched on a couple of things with with Mitch being back under the center position and we have uh, Montgomery back. But what are you guys kind of thinking uh, as we're looking at this matchup on Sunday with these with the offense for the Bears going up against this Vikings defense? Uh, I guess I'll jump in and I'll say, uh, you know, just like you said, kind of reflecting back to the first game it was really rough for you guys to get the ball moving, you know, both on the ground and in the air. I think, uh, uh, just looking back here, it was like two for 11 on third downs, uh, Oh, for two on fourth downs. And just like you said, there was like negative yardage in that third quarter. So I think there's really nowhere to go, but up, you know, from there, um, especially at, at with, uh, with Mitch back in, at the helm there. So, um, you know, I think the, the, one of the biggest pieces here, that's going to, uh, I mean, they have to pay the, probably the most attention to is whether or not Eric Kendricks is going to be in because he is the heart and soul of that defense. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've really missed him the past couple of weeks. You know, obviously the Tampa Bay game didn't turn out, you know, the way that we wanted it. And that Jacksonville game damn near killed me. Uh, you know, I'm having some heart palpitations just thinking about it. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Kendricks will be back because, uh, you know, it was one of those non-contact, just random injuries warming up for the game. So we'll see how it goes, but I really do think you guys are going to perform a lot better on offense. And I'm, I'm praying the God that we do not kick the ball to Cordero Patterson. Um, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't do it. That's danger uh, zone. If you remember last game, Mike Zimmer was just pissed that they even did it in the first place. So, yeah. so I don't, I don't think they're doing that again this game. <laughs> you know yeah. what? Again, stranger things happen. But I, I couldn't. I, like when I was looking at that, I'm like, we have done nothing in this ball game on offense. That is the last person that you guys want touching the ball because, as I mentioned, he outscored our offense in that ball game. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> um, one thing yeah. that one thing that I look forward to, A Dub, and I know you probably have something on this too. In that Vikings uh, Bears matchup, and and Justin, you probably know this just as much. That Vikings defense blitzed the shit out of Foles in that ball game, especially mm-hmm. in the second half of the game, and that really led to basically that offense being really ineffective because obviously Foles isn't a mobile quarterback, and we really pretty much paid for it. Our offensive line was in, in influx at that point in time in the season too, but that's just something I wanted to throw out there real quick, just because. The Vikings on defense, they can be held responsible by Mitch if they try to take that same approach with him. Because if he can get outside that pocket, he can really make some plays. Absolutely. And what I was going to say on that standpoint, we had, like you all mentioned already, we had a rough game, really. We were down at the point. I think the second half, as you can saw, we had so many three and outs. Well, we had four three and outs. We had two more drives with like six or less plays. So we really struggled big time. And from that standpoint, if you all know foes, right? He was just one guy, right? He doesn't move out the pocket, like Perez already said. So really, we were one-dimensional. We're very much one-dimensional, meaning that, hey, we didn't have a running back. We didn't have a good line. Our line has got much better now going into these past couple weeks. So from that standpoint, we're in better shape now than we were way before uh, to take on (laughs) you guys. Finally, I think Laser, Bill Laser, finally figured out how we want to operate the play calling. So you saw some things last week and the previous week as well of how we were able to score some points, how we were to maneuver. So I think we found our niche. So again, Vikings, you're going against a totally different team this week. And, and to that point, A-Dub, and, and great point. Um, I think the thing when you look at laser, he keeps it simple, right? Right. He, he, and that's what we need. You know, Nagy gets in there. He's like the math scientist. And sometimes that shit, it just, it's too much, right? Yes. And so... The big key for us, Justin, and we talk about this all the time on the pod, is Nagy staying out of the way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, man, just let this Nagy let the grown-ups handle the play calling and you just stand there. <laughs> just get out the way, bro. Right. Figure something else out, right? You got time. Figure something else out. Yeah, go, go, go make sure Hakeem Hicks and, and Khalil Mack need some water. Just make sure everything over there is okay, right? You know, right, get out the way. right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, put down that play card. Just just get out of the picture. Just yeah. get out of the picture. And that was Lazer's <laughs> first game. You know, and you all know that was Lazer's first game actually play calling against the Vikings. So right. he's gotten better since then, as you can see. And speaking of um how Prez was talking about the play calling, how it thinks Mitch um was better. I think what you've seen the last couple of weeks, you've seen a lot of rollouts. You've seen a lot of um, play action fakes and then roll to the left, the opposite side of the field to give Mitts open in his space. You're going to see a lot of that against the Vikings this coming week as well. So um, you're going to see, I mean, hopefully, you know, that that was well for us, which I believe it will. But definitely it's, 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 a, it's now a play calling to where it fits what we really want to do. 
Well, you know, as we mentioned in that recap episode, uh, I, I spoke about the fact that what they're doing is they're simplifying Mitch's reads. They're yeah. cutting the field in half for him. The mm-hmm. one thing, though, when I think about this, and Justin, you probably have thoughts on this, Harrison Smith, he's a bad boy, and he always, always finds some kind of way to make a play against the Bears. So he's somebody in this in this matchup that kind of I still worry about uh, in, mm-hmm. that, in that secondary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harrison Smith, has been, he's had a pretty good season. You know, I I can't remember. Uh, I mean, pre- probably besides his, like, rookie year, I can't remember a time where I've ever seen him, like, really struggle, I guess. So he's still been really good and just been a really good leader in the defense. And I still think him, uh, you know, roaming around and, uh, whether that's at the line of scrimmage, you know, blitzing or, or, or dropping back or whatever it is, you know, he's going to be a threat and he's going to know where that ball's going. But like you said, I, I do think that uh, you guys are going to have a lot different looking of, of, of an offense just, you know, because you have Mitch Trubisky who's more mobile in those rollouts mm-hmm. where if we don't get pressure, I, I can see Mitch having too much time and, and just being able to pick apart, you know, uh, our young corners. So so I could definitely see that being one of the one of the major keys there because you know these young corners can only cover people for so long and in our young defensive line we haven't really generated that much pressure. I'm glad you mentioned that about our wide receivers because one thing is going to be a rude awakening for you all is if you all worry about so much about our wide receivers just forget don't forget about the fact that our tight ends has been very effective these past week this last week so mm-hmm. they're involved you all focus on the, on the, on the um, wide receivers our tight ends probably can can get some yards going on. Yeah, Cole Komet has actually come along pretty good. I've I've kind of been keeping close tabs on him because I've had him in fantasy in one of my dynasty leagues, and he's he's been coming along. And and I think like, I mean, Jimmy Graham is 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 good, but you know, I think at the same time you got to keep developing that young talent, and he's looking very promising for you guys. Yeah, man, he's he's a stud, bro. And I I've loved. Uh, I was uh, I rewatched that game, and seeing him how it was taking two or three guys to tackle him. I'm like, that is the type of fucking shit I like to see, especially at the tight end position, dude. He was just like a man possessed out there, and that was awesome. That's good, man. Yeah. But one of the things I think, man, that's going to really be uh, a key for us to really uh, take care of you guys this coming week, uh, we're first going to have to do a good job at stopping Jefferson and Thielen. We're going to make those two guys mediocre. You all know last game what they did to us. Jefferson had 100-plus yards. Thielen had two touchdowns. So we're really going to have to slow those two guys down um, this coming um, week. And, and speaking to that that key, Justin, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because in that ball game, we saw how the Vikings uh, offensive coordinator schemed uh, Jefferson on Buster's screen in the slot, and he was able to take advantage of that of that matchup. So what were kind of your thoughts when you saw that game plan? Because also Thielen also caught a red zone touchdown against screen as well. So that's kind of where right. Thielen kind of uh, hit us in, a lot in that red zone. He had two touchdowns in that game. But what were some of your thoughts when you look back at that, Justin, in regards to the scheme? Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously we have two really good wide receivers, you know, in, in Thielen and Jefferson. And I feel like Kubiak, you know, uh, as of the last, like the, the last half of the season is really focused on generating good matchups for those guys, because typically you can get one of them to have probably the top corner, but then when you put the other one in motion, send them across the formation, you know, you can really get some good matchups. So, um, you know, when you, when you combine that with that play action, you know, it can mean a, you know, a busted coverage uh, here and there, or, or just, you know, uh, one of our receivers winning on one of those routes. So um, I do see a lot of that still happening. I do think, um, you know, Kubiak, our, our offensive coordinator has, has seen the the results in, in that motioning before the snap, you know, of just catching those defenses off guard and, and just trying to shift things up because when we, when we haven't done that, when the Vikings haven't done that this season, it's just, we know, like, 
nine times out of 10, they know we're going to run on first down, maybe on second down and then have to pass for third down. So just keeping it kind of, uh, um, you know, trying to keep that, that consistency, you know, uh, to, to a minimum and try to just like switch it up here and there is going to be, I think a big key to uh, being able to catch the Bears defense uh, on their toes. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a really good point. Also too, um, we talked about in our, in our, in our previous recap um, of the last game, we Buster screen was out. Uh, he he's still in concussion protocol. I'm not sure what his status will be for the game on Sunday, but uh, we had a backup in there, Duke Shelley that I thought, you know, stood up pretty well there. And so, what I'm, you know, thinking of in this matchup is, man, we just need somebody in that slot that's going to be able to kind of stand strong in there and stay in front of Jefferson. Uh, we talked about on our on that preview plot that we did the first time around with Jefferson. He has some really slick releases off the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and that also helps him because he's kind of like slight frame as a, he's mm-hmm. a kind of a skinnier receiver, but those releases help him get open down the field. So that's something when I look at this matchup, that still concerns me uh, going against this Vikings team. Yeah. I think um, one of the things with Justin Jefferson, especially just with rookie wide receivers in general, they really struggle off the press. So, you know, if you, if you get, you know, one of, one of your better corners to, to be able to press and be able to keep up with them, I, I think you'd like your chances. Cause like you said, he is very slick on those releases. Um, and I swear he's like, this dude is like made out of rubber or something. If you watch, if you watch the way he runs routes, it's like, I don't know how the human body can contort that way, but man, he, he just is, is incredible. So I think like, uh, you know, especially, uh, I've, I've kind of been key, keying on some of your, your younger guys, like Jalen Johnson has looked pretty good for you guys. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think is he leading the league in, in like for defensive backs for pass breakups. Yes, he um, is. So, you know, I think if you can get some, get some pressure, you know, and, and press and, and do some of those things to kind of throw them off, then, then I think you'd like your chances. But if you're, if you're allowing them just to kind of run around, then, uh, you know, then the more power to you, I guess, cause he, he might be busting a deep one on you. Well, so right. when you, when you look back at that game, AW, you probably noticed this as well. Um, our secondary was playing off of those receivers a bit. And so we weren't coming up and pressing him. And so with a guy like Jalen Johnson, which you brought up, he's a physical corner. Same thing with Kyle Fuller. And I think that we have to play to you guys stress more and allow them to kind of get up and maybe interrupt the wide receivers, uh, you know, while they're getting ready to run that route. Because a guy like that, you let him get out in open space like that. And like you said, we saw what happened in that last game. Absolutely. And you hit it right on the head, Perez. We were running pretty much a soft coverage against them. Can't run a soft coverage when you have going against two uh, wide receivers who are pretty good. So. Yeah, I play better than that. There you go. I like how you clean that up the second time. Pretty good. I like that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to hit one of my keys real quick, and then I bet you have one as well, A-Dub. Uh, we, we talked about briefly earlier in the conversation uh, about Dalvin Cook's performance uh, the first time these two uh, teams matched up. And I yes. think that if we could have similar success uh, with kind of containing him, I think we'll be good. Uh, 3.2 yards per carry is what Dalvin uh, managed in that last game. And like Justin mentioned, I mean, he ever, he earned every one of those yards in that ball game. But the thing about it is with, with the way that the Vikings scheme is, they run that split zone attack. And so I'm hoping with the healthy Hakeem Hicks, you know, basically that he'll be able to kind of fill the gaps up a little bit and they'll be able to, you know, neutralize him. But the key to stopping Dalvin Cook, and I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this, but for me, you have to tackle well with him because if he gets to that next level of the defense, you're fucked. And so I think with this Bears defense, they're going to have to play the gaps well 
and they're going to have to tackle him. It's going to be none of that arm tackle bullshit. Wrap this guy up and get him down on the ground. Oh, yeah. And the thing is with him, if you watch the film on these guys, he loves to run right. That's his strong side. When he runs right, that dude gets a burst and he's gone. Um, so I think we really want to stop him over there. That's pretty much the side is where uh, Roquan Smith is. But he also got a couple of uh, big bursts on us on the, on the left side as well. That's where Trevathan at. So Trevathan definitely going to have to do a good job at tackling. Yeah, I think uh, the the big key for what I would be worried about is if you know if you guys could seal the edge because um, running up through the middle is not re- you know not our strong suit. Garrett Bradbury, our center, is is played pretty decent, but our guard play has been very skeptical. So I, we really like to get Dalvin in open field and you know where he can make people miss and and as you said. Uh, you know, people just slide off him. I swear this dude is covered in butter or grease or something. He's just <laughs> everybody. But yeah, so I think, you know, like you said, no, you know, you can't be arm tackling this guy. You got to put a body on him and you got to slow him down. Otherwise he's going to kill you. Um, you know, so I, I think, uh, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one, with that being a really good key to the game is just slowing him down and making sure he's not, not getting comfortable, you know? Absolutely, man. Because if we can make them one dimensional in that ball game and no, and no shade, Justin, but I will take my chances with Kirk Cousins uh, any day of the week. Oh, I, I, I could agree with you there. It's our past protection is not very good. And obviously, if you look at the past couple games where we've had to try to play from behind, Kirk's getting lit up a lot. You know, he's taking a lot of hits and he's having to scramble, which, you know, he's not he's he he's not the uh, the best number purple eight in the league, you know, with uh, Lamar Jackson, but he's looking pretty mobile back there. <laughs> but uh but you know he he's doing what he can you know he's taking the hits but um he, he can only do that so much you know especially against a really strong you know front seven that chicago has absolutely yeah one thing i will say though as to one of my keys uh my final key i will say is that um we got to convert on third down and um i think Convert on third down. That means we got to extend. That help us extend those drives. As you hit on to earlier, um, um, Justin, we were like what two for eleven on third down. So mm-hmm. um, we had so many plays to where we didn't extend drives that were less than six plays. I mean, we can't do that against a team like you all, uh, who has a good running game. So for our standpoint, we're gonna have to extend those drives for sure. And good thing we have coming to this game is Montgomery to help us out with that too. And uh, another point to the the two of eleven on third down in that ball game. The defense was also on the field a ton in that ball game. And so Mm -hmm. keeping that defense fresh uh, will be really key for us. The last key that I have before we get out of here is we know in the NFL, how important it is to win the turnover game and turnover battle. Mm -hmm. And here in Chicago, it's even more important because sometimes we don't know what to expect from our offense. Right. So a dub. And I always talk about the fact our defense has to stay aggressive and look for ways to create takeaways. Because in that Vikings game, we had a couple opportunities there to create turnovers and guys were batting balls down instead of going for the pick, right? Mm -hmm. In this game, we have to make sure that we're basically attacking and creating turnovers because that's one area. But then also I want to make sure that Mitch continues to play smart and take care of the football. So I think by winning this battle, I think we'll have a really good chance in this ball game and it'll help us continue to kind of play this balanced attack on offense because if we can get the ball to Montgomery 20 times a game, which I have been harping on all season, uh, Justin, for some reason, they just refuse to use this kid properly. But if we can basically get this kid pounding the rock 20 times, I really love our chances, you know, because Montgomery had the ball. He carried the ball 11 times in the game on Sunday. 
And I just thought, man, that is so criminal to use underutilize a kid that has that type of talent. But yeah, and we underutilized him mostly on that second half. So if you think about the second half, he didn't get that many carries. So we got a lead going into this game here against um, against you all. It's going to be important that we make sure that um, this kid get a lot of running opportunities. Justin, before we we get out of here, any injuries on your side that uh, that you wanted to kind of uh, alert us to? Uh, yeah, the big one is really Eric Kendricks. Like I said, he, he's missed the past two games with a calf injury. There hasn't really been a ton of information about uh, about what it is necessarily besides just being a calf injury. So as far as like uh, how serious it is and whatnot. So um, he didn't participate in any practices last week, and I didn't see any practice reports this week, but that would be uh, probably the biggest one. Um, but our O-line has kind of been banged up too. Uh, Brian O'Neill left the game last week. Uh, I think he got poked in the eye by, uh, by JPP. So, um, oh, wow. so I, I don't know, uh, how he's going to fare, but the biggest one I would say for sure is Eric Kendricks. Yeah. I also heard that, um, Chris Boyd was placed on the injury reserve. Uh, what do you think of him? I think he was a big contributor to you guys. Yeah, he uh, he came in and really helped out. You know, our our corners have really, besides just being young, uh, you know, we've been really injured this year. Like Mike Hughes, our first round pick, he's been out most of the season with a neck injury, and so these young guys have really had the fare for themselves. And 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 Boyd was was looking pretty pretty solid, and so we've really just kind of pieced together a secondary that we're hoping is going to keep getting better. But yeah, Boyd going to to IR definitely is not not helpful either. Well, and that was one thing too in the first matchup where we did not take advantage of the uh, the the situation that was going on with your secondary, especially at the cornerback position. Um, and mm-hmm. so, I'm hoping in this ball game today that Laser and those guys are looking for ways to get the ball out in space to Mooney and and, and Anthony Miller, and obviously just keep letting A Rob do what A Rob does. But I think that's going to be a situation where we're really going to have to look to exploit those matchups. Injury wise, on our side, A Dub. We got Jalen Johnson, who left the game early. We talked about it briefly on the last podcast. He he left the uh, the game with a shoulder injury. And right. so uh, a lot of our listeners probably realized that Jalen Johnson had two surgeries in college on his shoulder, and then he mm-hmm. also had a labrum surgery in March. And so shoulder injuries, when I hear them with him, they concern me. Uh, the team thinks that he'll be good to play on, on Sunday, but I still think that that's a situation for us to kind of keep an eye on. Yes, sir, um, because we're going to need him this game here. I hope he can play. I hope he can go, man. Yeah, we definitely need him. Uh, Buster Screen is still in the concussion protocol, as I mentioned earlier, so we'll see what happens there. Another thing that just popped up a little while ago, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Mario Edwards Jr., he's someone that we've highlighted on this podcast as being a a really good unheralded signing. He had an off-the-field incident that happened uh, before the Panthers game, uh, and so the NFL is investigating that incident, uh, and so we don't know what his uh, status will be for Sunday and also for the remaining part of the season. So just something for our listeners to kind of be uh, on the lookout for. I think that occurred back in October. So you're right. NFL is going to review, will be reviewing that situation. So more to come on that. For sure. For sure. Well, hey, Justin, thanks again, man, for stopping by on the pod with us, brother. It was awesome. And we definitely love to do this again with you uh, uh, next time when we, uh, when we match up again, brother. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure speaking with you guys and, and I'm looking forward to doing it again. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Hey, Dub, that was fun, man. It was fun. Yes, sir. Well, a couple things. So I wanted to give a, a shout out to Cairo Santos. And so I feel like we haven't talked about him in a little bit, but he's quietly converted on 18 consecutive field goals um, on the season. And one thing with him, 
when he lines up to kick a field goal, I don't even I don't even worry. I don't even think about it. I just automatically assume that we got three points coming. And that is such a luxury to have because we haven't had that here in Chicago since Robbie Gold left out. And so that's been phenomenal for us to be able to have that on the team. So that's definitely somebody that I want to give a little bit of shout out to real quick. Also, for our audience, this is our 25th episode of the Bear Essentials podcast. So important milestone for us. Uh, we just started this thing in August and we really appreciate all of you guys' support of, of this podcast and really uh, jumping in and kind of helping us to kind of get, you know, get our, our name out there. There's so many different Bears podcasts for people to listen to. And we've been humbled by the fact that people have chosen to, to give us a shot here. And, and for the month of December right now, we are trending a dub to have our highest number of downloads uh, in the show's uh, history. So I'm really, uh, really excited uh, to kind of see the trajectory of this podcast. Awesome news. Appreciate the support. Last thing, we uh, ended the toy drive. And again, we want to thank everyone that contributed, everyone that shared. Uh, this was a great initiative and a great cause. And we just wanted to just make sure that we appreciate appreciated everyone's uh, efforts to kind of help us get the word out. Anyone that's enjoying this show, if you know of another Bear fan out there that, you know, may not be familiar with us and our show, feel free to share this with any people in your networks. We definitely are always looking to grow this thing and to keep this uh, Bear Essentials brand uh, out forefront in the minds of Bears fans. So without further ado, A-Dub, going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Bear Essentials podcast. You can now find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, in addition to Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. On our next episode, we will recap the Week 15 matchup against the Vikings. Bear Nation, come down with us. Peace.